Welcome to Daily Steps from One Extraordinary Marriage, where we outline simple steps that you can take to have the ultimate marriage adventure. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. In today's show, we answer the question, how can we make our words and actions our new normal if we didn't grow up that way? My husband and I are taking steps to reach for an extraordinary marriage. Just as a side note, we love hearing that. Yeah, right on. That is awesome. She goes on to say, you talked before about how you both grew up with families where being intentional and loving was normal. It was not that way for my husband and I, so all of our efforts seemed forced and awkward. I find myself Mm. holding back with words and actions because I was never that way before, so it would appear to be very out of place. This is such a significant question in that, you know, here's this couple that's that's really going against, like physically going against everything that they saw modeled, right? They, they, they were both raised in families where this whole affectionate, loving, like mm-hmm. let's hug, let's cuddle. And so she's right. It does feel forced and awkward. Yeah. Because you're going against what you grew up knew, knowing. Right. And, you know, touch gets into other people's spaces and it gets into your space. And saying things that are affirming or life-giving when you're not used to hearing them or receiving them can actually cause you to kind of stop to, you know, go, what's, what's that about? So can I share something here of my life and growing up? So my family was affectionate. Mm-hmm. I would say from a physical standpoint, there was uh, definitely growing up in an Italian family. And I've shared before that, you know, you walk into a room as a, as a kid and my dad would be like, hey, you make sure you, you give a kiss to everybody here. Or even in my own family, I would walk through the door and I'd give my mom a kiss and, and even my dad a kiss on the cheek. It, it was part of what we we did. On the other side, though, I would not say the words necessarily were loving or affirming. I feel like my parents, as I was growing up, lived in a place of fear at times of me going out on my own and pursuing my own dreams. I think my mom still has that at times, even now. So it's not that I grew up with those words, definitely the physical, but do know that from my own life growing up, I had to relearn and teach myself a new way. Mm-hmm. And to that end, it, it is possible. So like, I, I just want to first say that, yes. that it is possible. Is it going to feel forced and awkward? Absolutely. As I was thinking through this particular question, I thought you know the, the image that came to mind was of kids riding a bicycle. Right when when a kid first starts, mm-hmm. first gets on a bicycle. I mean, hopefully they're wearing a helmet in this day and age. Of course, they're wearing a helmet. You know, safety first. And you know, they're trying to put both their hands on the handlebars. They've got you know left foot, right foot, and trying to figure out how this all goes together and to go forward at the same time without falling over and skinning their knee. Mm-hmm. Right, completely forced, awkward. They have to think about every single nuance. And, you know, in all honesty, somebody's behind them holding them up so they don't fall and and then you let go and they do fall. It's it's just, it's horribly awkward. And yet, if you watch kids over a period of time as they practice all of this, as mom or dad runs behind them holding onto the bicycle and and then lets go and they have no idea that they're, you know, doing it on their own, it's just happening and and they're like, oh, you know, and they're still shaky. The forced and awkward part does get easier. It does become muscle memory. It's just like with Tony getting into this place, you know, with his family and even even within our family of being able to say those words that he didn't hear. Like we're very physically affectionate, but for him to get to this place where he speaks the words of life and affection to to me and to the kids, 
at the beginning, forced and awkward. Yeah, and I would even say, though, even in our marriage today, the physical touch from Elisa is still, like, she has to think that through. She has to think about that, like, okay, and she has said this many a times on the One Extraordinary Marriage show that we're sitting in the car, okay, arm, hand, move over, grab Tony's shoulder, grab Tony's forearm, touch his knee, let him know that I see him here, that that I'm present with him. Mm -hmm. And so we are still a work in progress. My words were not those of you know, uplifting and encouragement our entire marriage. Calling Elisa my beautiful wife, Elisa, started about six, seven years ago now. So it's still a learned and something that we continue to grow. And like as Elisa was saying, though, it may be awkward at first. It may be weird to have to say that, but you continue to do it. I remember there was a time when God spoke to me and said, you know what, Tony, you need to tell your dad every time you speak to him on the phone, before you get off the phone, you tell him you love him. You tell him that. Because I never heard those words growing up. My, nev- my dad never said, I love you, Tony. I mean, as he got older, we did. But this is why, because I made the effort to get off that phone with him. And, and it was awkward and weird at times to do it. But as we were ending that call, I would tell my dad, I'd say, hey, dad, I love you. I love you, dad. I love you, dad. Every phone call, I would just make sure to continue to say it. And he wouldn't even respond back. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I remember as we were getting off the phone, I I said it and I just said, hey, I love you, dad. And as quick as you could think and blink an eye, he goes, love you, Tony. And he hung up the phone. And it was just, that was the beginning. But I had to push through those times when he wasn't saying it. And I will tell you, I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did. Because you never know when you're going to have the opportunity to say something like that again. You don't, you know? And fortunately for me, I got to sit there at his dying bed with him and let him know I loved him and he to me. And I will tell you, it was awkward when I used to say, Elisa, in the beginning, you know, this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. It was awkward. It was awkward when I tell friends and and I didn't introduce her and say, this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. But now it just rolls off the tongue. But I had to get through that awkwardness myself and know that there's going to be something great on the other side of it. So what can you do right now? Your husband may not be doing it to you or or husband, your wife may not be doing or be sharing that with you. What you can do though, is you can begin doing it Mm -hmm. and know that in the awkwardness, there is growth happening, right? You don't just plant a seed and it blossoms the next day. You plant a seed and you water it and you're watering it because you know that you are going to get an orange tree, an apple tree, corn, sunflowers, whatever it may be. Same thing with your marriage. If you're going to tell them something, continue to say it, continue to water it, continue, continue on until, you know, that point where they, they send it tend to start hearing those words, you know, they got to be watered enough to break through the ground to then be able to respond. And to that end, it's so important for the two of you to have a vision for what that's going to look like in your marriage, right? If you didn't have it, what are you trying to create, right? And, and to sit down and say, you know, what what is our vision? Whether we're talking about our physical intimacy, whether we're talking about those words that we're speaking, what's the vision and how are we going to... How are we going to take actions that are in alignment with that vision? Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't just happen. Like Tony didn't just one day get his dad to say, I love you. Right? He had a vision for what that was going to look like, and he took actions in alignment with that vision. And you know, I don't know 
where the two of you are right now. I don't know where any of you are, you know, in any area of your marriage right now, but to work through your own marriage vision, check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash our vision. This is a multi-page worksheet that allows the two of you to really think through what does our marriage vision look like and what are we trying to create and then to get you in alignment with those action steps needed to create that vision.